1: All right, guys, you guys ready? This is our biggest show yet. You shut up and let's go.
2: You know, the problem with our introduction is Pete has struggled to introduce the show (laughs) because we don't even have a name. And he continues to put it off. So he's not going to be able to introduce this show for as pretty much as long as we're on until he settles on one.
1: Thank you, Kyle. You're welcome. Now we are here. Kyle's back. Sean Boley here. And we're joined by, is that, is that Mark Jaffe? Uh,
2: yeah, I walked into the studio today uh, with a, a nice present for me. And that is uh, the great uh, sports writer, the Connecticut High School Coaches Association Hall of Famer, Mark Jaffe. Uh, former, former, Yes, a former New Haven Register. I think he's one of the few who's been at pretty much every paper except the Hartford Current. in I, the I'm, State.
1: I think I'm slowly following him in that regard. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but, uh, you know, he's here, and uh, if any other sports writers out there wanna have their, uh, or broadcasters want to have their mugs, especially vintage mugs,
3: we'll
2: yes. accept. Or
1: we're, or we're just going to Google them and hang them up. Everywhere. I think we're just
3: going to put one of you guys up here because we love you all. Yes. Today we love a Jaff, Jaff especially.
1: Yeah, so... Uh, With Mark here. Um, Hey, Mark. Let's jump into our best of the week uh, from this past weekend. Uh, Kyle, we started with you last week. Yeah. We'll start with you again. <laughs>
2: All right. My best of the week is that uh, for a lot of these early season games, who I'm, games that I'm not writing for, I can leave whenever I want. <laughs> and so I was at the Ansonia Holy Cross game because I thought, hey, maybe Holy Cross will be okay. Turns out they are not okay. And um, so I just left it uh, sometime in the third quarter because Ansonia was training, uh, you know, running train. Um so yeah, that was that was actually pretty nice. And, nice uh, to have an early uh, Friday night. To, then I went to Taco Bell, which is anytime you go to Ansoni you have to go to Taco Bell.
1: Oh yeah, the Taco Bell right by um right down the block there's a yeah I get my fine. hair I used to get my hair cut by that Taco Bell. Wow. A place well, called Diamond you, Cuts. Yeah. Wow. Awesome yeah. now. you don't have any hair to cut. Nope. Well the beard still, but uh sure. Sean. The best thing I saw I yeah. the
3: best thing I saw was one of the best games of the state last, last week. What are you two now? I believe so. What happened the week before? I you don't had remember. Um, I had
1: uh, yeah that really good game. What Was that really <laughs> good game that you had? Uh, oh, Cheshire, Cheshire and Shelton. Cheshire, and oh,
3: Shelton. Shel- Cheshire Shelton ended. Yeah, it wasn't like a ending like this. I, I saw North Branford and uh, play defending Pequot champ um, Cromwell Portland, and uh, actually North Branford after going down twenty to zip, they actually came flying back behind. Wait, uh, uh, see who was it? It was uh, uh, Nick Mancini and. Uh, Tyler DiNapoli, who uh, actually put on a nice show. Sounds I mean, like
2: he's going to open a pizza place one day.
3: Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, he did everything but make pizzas. Uh, nice I mean, segue. Yeah, you like that. You <laughs> did. No, I, honest to God. I mean, <laughs> well, first of all, North Branford lost their starting quarterback last week against Brand, uh, Granby. So it was basically they just said, uh, we're just going to run out of the Wildcat. And for a little while there, we are just running in the middle, running in the middle. You're like, and meanwhile, uh, bro, uh, see Bryce Carstetter from Primal the Portland there, and their new receiver uh Nick Wright not related to the uh Pink Floyd drummer but uh <laughs> or Pink Floyd uh, guy anyway woo way over, over everybody anyway, anyway under but the no age he he's a basketball kid never played football except for like peewee football back when he was like you know 11 years old and he caught uh like the, he had three touchdown pa- uh, catches including the uh, both the OT catch and the two point conversion in OT that kind of made it 28 to 20 and uh, and they survived. That was a it was a great game. There was only two. There were two overtime games. That was it. Across the state, I think the East Harper game might have been, like, somewhat competitive and interesting. But then, then there was also the Pomperaug game. But my game, you know, ended. It started at six thirty. Ended at nine thirty. <laughs> so yeah, easy. that was. Whew. But it was it was obviously. And I picked. I was kind of like, ah, do I really want to go see this game? I would like rather go see Newtown and Cheshire. And clearly, I went to the right game.
1: Now uh, clearly, clearly. Uh, any other best of the week? Um, that, we only got one each. You said yeah. enough. No, that that Canada was good sure. enough.
3: I mean, look, I mean, my I thought the St. Thomas Thomas-Moore and ch- uh, choke game the next yeah. day was going to be something that we were all your worst.
1: about. We're getting to our worst. Yeah, of yeah the but week. I'm just Don't saying. Don't jump the,
3: but gun, it wasn't John. the I'm just saying it wasn't the. <laughs> best <laughs> You one. wants
2: to know what the rundown is, and then he just runs over the rundown. <laughs> <sighs> all
3: right, well there, there it is. He <laughs> <laughs> just thro- That's thro- thro- That's thro- throws out everything. I best game I saw last week was an overtime game between North Brantford and Carmel Portland. Pete, what about you?
1: My best of the week. I had a pretzel at the Western game, uh, but not only the Western game. It was thank you, thank you. It was actually good. It was first pretzel of the year. I gave it a five out of ten. Uh, but no, it was actually nice to see having covered Western. Wait a second, like a five out of ten? It wasn't it's, good. It was it was enjoyable. It was. Is that the was,
3: scale? Is that the slang scale of a? Uh, it was know, a hot har- soft pretzel Hartford, that Yard, wasn't hot. Hartford Yogg, Yard. I, I, you know what? what? I I
2: need to say this right now because. Pete is a pretzel con- claims to be a pretzel connoisseur. He went to the Yard Goats right, game yep. earlier this season. Yep. Rated a pretzel zero out of ten. Yes. Then went back with me a two couple months, months later. later two months later. Several months later, and rated it a a nine. No, no, I, I've seven? never given anything higher than a seven. Okay, you gave it a seven. There is no way that the same pretzel in the same stadium could be seven points two difference. Two months apart. In two months.
1: No. I also got the pretzel in the they second pr- inning, as opposed to when I went with Sean, I got it in the seventh. They inning. They
3: probably ran out. Of stale pretzels, and then they actually ordered had a, fresh, a fresh no. batch. So, no. but, but that anyway, was wildly just it, – It's anyway. the same pretzel. But how
1: bad was that pretzel that the game that we – you, you had some. That pretzel was awful. It was terrible. It was terrible. So anyway, uh, it was just <laughs> – I was back at Weston. I, I covered Weston a couple of years ago when I was in Norwalk, and it was actually nice to see they actually have – it looks like the Weston program's growing. Like when, when I was there with Chris Pace, they only had like 28 kids and now they definitely have more than that. So it's nice to see that program growing. That's really what That's I have for the best of the week. Really it was the pretzel. So wait, it was the, that was it. Just the I was pretzel. The pretzel. Just I just had a pretzel. I went to I've been to 6 7 games this year and most of these places don't even are, don't all even right. offer pretzel. This is a
3: call out to
2: all concession pretzel stands. Pretzel is a baseball thing. I'm pretzel
1: sorry, is a concession. Do you know what they have at Sage Park in Berlin? No, I've never been. They there. don't have pre- they have chowder. That's great. That's disgusting at what? a football game. That's where you should have them. No, right. absolutely, absolutely not, Pete. Absolutely. I'm very <laughs> against that. I'm very you against lost. that. You know, let's ask. You Would you rather have a pretzel link. at a game or chowder we don't have at a game? A mail we're going to go. Yet. We're going to go to the viewers. Yeah, this
3: is New England. You know, this isn't Long Island. That's
1: fine, but you wait.
3: Have we drink, chowder we, we, at a listen, game. Listen,
2: he's the guy who likes Manhattan chowder. So get him out no, of here. No, I areas. just don't like chowder in general, especially Manhattan chowder. Anyway, get you're lost,
1: Kyle. We're going to jump to worst of the week, Kyle. What is your Worst of the week.
2: I actually did research for my worst of the week this week, which should let you know. Um, So as uh, previously mentioned, I went to the Ansonia Holy Cross game, final score 48-7 to Ansonia, which said some about Ansonia, but I think more about uh, Waterbury football in general. Um, And I don't like to pile on because, you know, everyone is trying their best. Um, The scores of week two – in Waterbury uh, involved football. There are six public, well, there are two privates and, and uh, four public schools. Uh, there was one game between Waterbury Career and Sacred Heart Caner Tech, so we'll take that one off the board. The other scores were Woodland over Wilby 49 to nothing, Naugatuck over Crosby 54 to nothing, and Seymour over Kennedy 48 to 12, but I believe it was 48 to nothing before Seymour took its starters out. So the total score of non-city-on-city uh, city games was 199-19. 109, Um, And this follows a week one effort in which the four uh, non-city games were 97 to 6. This also follows the 2015 season in which no Waterbury school beat a non-Waterbury school all season. And no Waterbury school of the five currently existing at that point finished over 500. Now, I... Like the people that are involved in Waterbury football, and it wasn't that long ago when some of the programs were pretty competitive, um, but something needs to change. Uh, with Waterbury and I, some of the coaches I think will even admit there are way too many schools playing football oh, Absolutely, right now in the city of Waterbury and I think you can say that with pretty much all the big cities in the state yeah. where the best athletes are just split up and it's not as big a problem in basketball because obviously fewer players you, yeah. you get some great 25. games within cities that's yeah. why people go to watch basketball in the cities because there's so many really good teams football is just not enough our uh, my former colleague Roger Cleveland um, of the Republican American actually counted up the number of players in the programs this year across the six waterbury programs there are 241 players on six teams this year wow there i know that i've talked in the past and i think it's going to come that way that the co-ops need to rise the cia i don't know what needs to happen to make it happen but there are too many schools playing football especially in the absolutely
3: no i mean, yeah. Like Bridgeport, for a little while, they were you know, they had Central doing really well. And then Harding and Bass were just abysmal. And now you have Harding that's kind of doing well. They didn't do great until they got out of there. But that was, that was only three schools. Like right. Waterbury, we got six. You have
2: Crosby, Kennedy, Willby Those right, are the, the traditional ones. Right. Then you have Waterbury Career Academy, which is the new. Yep. It's a lottery-based school. It's not a magnet school, but you have to apply. Uh, it's a lottery, so you apply into the lottery. Then you have Holy Cross and you have Sacred Heart, which Sacred Heart Caner uh, co-ops with Caner Tech. So you basically have the seven major Waterbury schools being represented there. And you only get 241 to play football out of that lot. And really, that's including all freshmen and all sophomore that really don't belong on a field. So you're talking about varsity players in the city. It's, you know, under what, 100. Yeah. Exactly. So you
3: think the CIA needs to step in and, and make I, it a little easier know, to co op yeah, in this situation? I think so. Like I think Will Willby Kennedy sounds like a good co op. At least start with that. Maybe Holy Cross and Sacred Heart needs to co op. I, 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 I don't I know think what. So. But Holy Cross was great not too, too long. I mean, 12 years ago. I mean, they won a state championship in 2011. Right, in 2011. So I, maybe we can leave them out of it. I mean, Sacred Heart had to co op. They were. You know they, they would have, have shut down, and they but yeah they had a bunch of
1: good athletes, but, but they decided they co-opted all the Waterbury schools. It just <laughs> it made like a lot city, of like the Waterbury. I think I
3: think overall there needs to be more like re- I think we've said it before. There needs yeah. to be more regional style yes. teams because there's football attendance is dipping. It's still very high. It's ten thousand yeah. ish. Like back twenty years ago it was only at seven thousand, but there were yeah. also less teams. Mm. I think everyone's been too anxious to to add teams and they're not they're, it's just not the climate for that. This yeah. need to kind of downgrade a and,
1: little we, bit. and we and we talked about this uh the preseason we were jokingly talking about like the Berkshire League schools like how yeah. huh. Nanawa. well Nanawa doesn't even have a varsity team this year. Right. Well, That's another problem. Team, That's another thing. And then there's thing. Gilbert Northwestern. It's like why don't all 10 Berkshire League schools just come together and be like the Berkshire Bears? Or something we like need that. could like actually have a formidable team out of that area. You need to
3: have some sort of, like, arbiter that sits there and goes, all right, here's your team. I'm unemployed. Yeah.
1: I'm unemployed. There you go. You There's Kyle your did. arbiter. We should have Kyle it. And Absolutely. they'd have the best team nicknames.
2: Listen, honestly, they would. Fin- just final <laughs> thought on this is we'll talk later in the program with the FCC Commissioner Al Carbone. And uh, honestly, if we get a little bit closer to sort of a, uh, not a one-person scheduling operation, but a large scale scheduling operation with some common people doing common things, right. That would make it easier and more equitable for some of these. If you pooled up, say, you know, one Bridgeport team, maybe two Bridgeport teams, two Waterbury teams, then you get to play them against some of the bigger teams yeah. with better athletes. And you alleviate the fear of, boy, we can't make a super Waterbury team to play little old Derby or little old, you know, uh, Seymour or yeah. whatever it may be. So, uh, I don't know. But that's, that was my worst of the week, and unfortunately it's probably going to happen again, but I won't talk about it again. Yeah, that's fine.
1: <laughs> um, unless it's like the scores get crazier. Sure. Uh, Sean, what's your worst of the week?
3: Oh, well, I mean, it's pretty obvious what mine was if you were following me on Twitter on Saturday, but um, we were watching – well, there are two worsts out of this. One is infinitely worse than the other. But first of all, these Choate versus St. Thomas Moore showdown nep- ex- Nepsack games, St. Thomas Moore was not ready for prime time in this. They came into Choate, and they were cramps penalties and there was a lot of chippiness going on they couldn't back it up and it, it was not just it was just a bad bad game it just was everything that I expected out of it was not Cheshire Academy versus choke from a couple of years ago it's just same time as more as all they have 13 FBS guys including a Waterbury kid Tyler Rudolph uh they're clearly talented those kids but the game and even the refs had something to do with it they were calling penalty after penalty but even some of the kids were like chippy there's some maybe some haymakers thrown a couple times some you know some some business going on between in the piles and stuff and flags and, and lots of injuries it was it was a bad game yeah. so you know Chote, 39 straight wins that's great for them but the the really, really awful thing was, you know, when we first got there, Pete actually joined me. When we first got there, we saw a man being attended to on the sidelines. He was getting being given CPR, and everyone just standing there going, like, what the heck happened? Yeah. He gets taken away. And so I asked one of the one of the coaches uh, from St. Thomas More, I'm like, was that a player's father? And they're like, Yeah, and you know, he he's thought it might be just a heat stroke. It was it was hot. It was like ninety yeah. something degrees out. I was sweating. It was and uh, you know, in the third quarter it comes in that uh, th- it was one of their his, the father of their lineman who's going to Syracuse, Anthony Red, had died. Uh, at, I don't know whether he really died at the hospital or on the way there or whatever it was, and they told this kid that his father died right in the middle of the game. They pulled him aside the third quarter, and, you know, next thing I you hear, you hear, this sobbing going on across the field. And it was a heartbreaking thing I ever heard in my entire – just just the way that all happened. And You know, I give the kid a lot of credit because, you know, what are you going to do in a situation mm-hmm. like that? You know, you're going to leave. Maybe – you know, I don't know. Maybe I would have left. Yeah. but I mean there's really I think they encouraged him or maybe even he decided on his own I think that's what it was to to rejoin his teammates for the final quarter of play as messy and, and, and uh, as that was but it's just the, the whole Paul and, and everything that had happened to that it was most one of the most surreal things that I ever saw in my life my heart goes out to him and he, mm. you know, he got a lot of well wishes from not just the prep school community but a lot across the state yeah. as well and you know our best wishes go out to Anthony Red and his family and in a pretty terrible moment um and I don't know exactly what the cause of death was, and uh, but um, you know it was it was it was tough to watch. Uh, that that wasn't for sure. That yeah. was for sure.
1: <clears throat> Absolutely. Uh, yeah. And on that, that note, you yeah, know, we'll. Uh, <laughs> I I won't. I don't have a worst of the week this week. So on that note, we'll uh, we'll go to the poll. Go to our poll uh, master Sean Boley. Who, you know, just quickly take us through the top ten. I, I know there wasn't really any. any no, there wasn't a lot
3: of changes. I mean, uh, the only thing, the only real change was Newtown, which beat up on uh, uh, on Cheshire, surprisingly, I thought. Uh, they moved up into right just below. I think there were two points off uh, 11 uh, in 11th place, just two points behind Bloomfield. Bloomfield comes in at number ten, and they are only a, a few points behind Naugatuck. Um, and then that at number nine. Then you have number eight, you have Killingly. At number seven, you have New Canaan, uh, which beat up on Danbury, and then at number six, East Harford had to survive Connor. They only scored late in the four, uh, in, sorry in the fourth quarter to win that game against Connor, 16 They stay at number six. Shelton got looked a lot more like uh, the a, a ranked team when it beat up on Xavier, thirty-eight seven. They're number five. Hand comes in at number four after beating New Fairfield, thirty-five six, in a game that didn't seem like it was that close. Um, number three, Darianne beat mcmahon 35 nothing there they come in at number three you have number two greenwich and then of course number one saint joseph and of course number three darianne will travel to number one saint joseph on saturday
1: No, does, i mean you know we don't want to we don't want to sit on the poll and, and talk about it uh as much um right is there it's anything not a that lot really does, obviously not to stand up but is there anything that's in this poll that's kind of like surprising that you're kind of like yeah i don't really agree obviously we all vote in it so our you know we have our say uh, in the poll but is there anything that kind of stands out there Like I'm going to be honest and it's nothing against <coughs> Bloomfield I think they're very talented I don't think they're the 10th best team In the state and, and I've gotten to see Them play I think they've played against Teams who um, Who just are a little bit Below them and they're obviously putting up a lot Of points but I, I wouldn't go and say That Bloomfield is one of the best teams in the State uh, I'm really uh, looking yeah. forward to Bloomfield's Matchup against Berlin later This year Right to I'm, me,
2: to me, that's not what necessarily. I don't know. It's hard to know what the poll means to me as a guy who's been voting for a while. I mean, yeah. you lose steam after
3: about like, your top five or six. Yeah. Well, you, you can just, see that in the votes it, if you look at it. It's all the yeah. votes at hand. At number four, got seven hundred fifty-four votes. Shelton at number five, six hundred five. Yeah, so right, a big you can see the fo- after the four, everyone kind of has an idea where they want the top four. But even after that, it, it's like I don't know. It's a shruggy yeah. emoji. Yeah. No, I
1: mean obviously it's going to change. <laughs> bless you, it's going to change by the time the uh, yeah the season's over. So we right. Can, uh, <clears throat> I mean, I, a couple on here
3: though. I, I still like. I know Naugatuck was the favorite and maybe declared the favorite in the NBL before the season started. I know they got a lot of hype up there. I don't see them as a number nine team, especially if they only beat Wilk Wol- it in the opening night, fourteen to nothing. Yeah. yeah, they beat up on Crosby, but as Kyle explained, that's really not a uh, something to really go nuts about yeah uh bloomfield i still vote them i don't know if i vote them 10 i voted Newtown. i bumped them way up
1: yeah oh, i forgot to put them in way. god i knew i was them <laughs> someone oh well
3: now you ruined it now if you had voted newtown high you they would have the voted top. newtown at all you they can, probably
1: would have been in newtown you can, i got
3: i got you guys yeah week. you could blame newtown, newtown, you i blame kyle yeah no
1: seriously kyle if they would have gotten any vote I literally. I, they I were said two to points myself, behind
2: Bloomfield. <laughs> I started a draft email to Sean, and then Sean like got all like, like pokey and said, "Hey guys, uh, reminder: the votes due tomorrow at noon." So then I like laid off for a few
3: hours just to spite him. Oh yeah, <laughs> and then absolutely. I forgot about Newtown between the time when I started oh, and the time my, I finished. So it's my fault. It's basically Sean's fault. Yeah, it's all my right. fault. Okay, uh-huh. but that. Other than that, I mean, I I thought. Uh, I mean, something didn't play great. Um, last week Ansonia I, I see I still vote Ansonia ahead. I, don't vote Nogatuck. Nogatuck. I don't vote Naugatuck I don't vote Yeah, I have I vote Ansonia 16, but because I have Ansonia, Ansonia yeah. like, right. and I know this kind of goes against what I said before about you know you can vote whatever team you want in the top 10 and you don't have to carry over votes but Ansonia is still the team to beat in the Nvl. they've proven it for 10 years straight
2: they've won like 78 or oh, 79 ridiculous. Or it you might be up to 80, 80 by now
3: you can't vote anyone ahead of Ansonia until they beat Ansonia well in the I, I do, do, so well, I don't, but I just do. I well, okay, well
1: yeah, then it's your um, fault. Um, all right, so that's <laughs> it for the poll. Kyle mentioned Kyle mentioned a couple of minutes ago that uh we have an interview with esteemed SCC Commissioner You don't mean to blow him up No, I just like to say because I, I know that uh, I know that you get a kick out of it. But I uh, like so it. Why like do Al people t- think I don't like it? No, <laughs> th-
3: a lot of people were going on, came on up to me after the, or after you guys had a little Twitter beef. They're like, "What's <laughs> going on with? Ky- Are we we're gonna have a we're gonna get a ring together? Do we need to like start taking bets? And what's going on with Kyle and, and Al Carbone? My God! I'm like, guys. Well,
1: okay. So we had Al we had Al on to clear the air. No, but he came on to talk about the SEC SWC ECC alliance. And, right, which uh, set Kyle off. Goodbye, then... Kyle. And uh, <laughs> too comfortable. And, you know, it was good to talk to Al. Uh, Al is officially the first, actually, friend of the program to actually come on the program yeah, but <laughs> since it became, became a program. Since right. it became a program three weeks ago. Is
3: it me, or does this program have a lot of friends that maybe it shouldn't be having? Well, I, I guess Al. It's a are. lot of friends for three weeks.
1: I think Al is our only actually yeah. real friend of the program because he right. actually came on. He actually came well, on, and, and Mark Jaffe. Really um, but anyway, so matter. we're gonna we're gonna throw it over to our interview with Al. Uh, he so graciously came over while he was making dinner. Um, but first, the Al Carbone interview is brought to you by Game Time CT. It's brought to you by us. Don't miss a punt, pass, or kick this season, and sign up for the Game Time CT newsletter, The Whistle. Throughout the season, stay up to date with the best teams in the state, top ten polls, and the latest podcasts. Joining us by phone, our first. Uh, first guest ever on this show, SC fifteen-year SEC Commissioner Al Carbone, and I guess creator of the SCC SWC, ECC crossover scheduling that has uh, happened the last two weeks. Al, tell us what went into you know put, uh, putting this together with the SWC and the ECC.
0: Well, first of all, guys, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate being the well, first guest. Welcome, Al. That means something. That means something. That's a to big me. deal. <laughs> it means you're the only one available. It um, is a big deal, <laughs> right? Um, you know, maybe I'll have walk-up music and things like that the next time. And, yeah, we'll you know, get you a little pump you know, up. We can work on that. But yeah, so you know, it comes down to this: is that football scheduling is hard, and over the last several years, we've we've gotten a lot of, I think you say, feedback and you know, in the media rights about the district model and, and like scheduling and how particular leagues schedule or don't like the schedule. So um dave johnson from the swc you know we had done some stuff in hockey about five years ago to get our leagues together he has an issue with football scheduling getting good games and then the ecc which is kind of funny gary McAwicki, who's their commissioner who's new commissioner you know only a couple of years but i was trying to get east Lyme to come to the SCC because they you know, i thought the ecc was going to fall apart and so and then i also had a shot at nfa and so we just kind of Came to the table and says, "Well, let's do some kind of football scheduling alliance." And in credit, you know, to, to Dave and Gary is that we've also gotten these these alliance games um, considered league games, so right. um, they're worth worth the same amount of points as as um, you know league games like in the SEC. So if an L plays a double L or an L plays an M. You know they're getting the right amount of points, right. So That was very important.
3: That's a very and that's so- a new thing, Al. Right? That's an I mean that's brand they, they that's haven't changed new. they yeah. haven't changed anything else about the playoff points pretty much given except for like maybe overtimes over the past you know how many forty something years uh, that it's been around for and this is like the them that actually change the way the points are tabulated. You know, it used to be that league out of league games would be counted you know you might get less points if, if it was lower or more points if it was higher. now it's they're all are they all base uh one they're they're all base 100 now right the,
0: the, the, yeah the, so the, yeah so when we schedule those games um the ciac knows that they are do den- den- they're denoted as a league so they they know that you know when they see brookfield play hill house and it's a you know you know, whatever, or you see hand play new Fairfield, they know that's, that's part of this Alliance. And it's a, it's considered a league game uh, for the points as you know, Matt Fisher puts his little algorithms together for, to figure out playoff points and the, you know, the abacus and all that stuff he does. Um, so those are considered now, that's a great thing for this league because now as we're seeing more leagues want to get involved. We had a meeting back in May. Uh, the FCI came um, wow. The Nvl is somewhat interested uh, so the CCC is definitely interested. Yeah. So we're gonna. So next year, as we as we get together after this season, um, we're gonna see more leagues and more teams in this arrangement. What is the ultimate goal,
3: Al? I mean, like it the ultimate like, goal. Like you're, okay. it, it's like you're building. I've been telling everyone, it's like you've been building like the district model style of scheduling, where schools of like size play each other. It's kind of you're building the district model format from the ground up. Is that kind of like what it's like?
0: Yeah, I would say this. Let's just be honest.
3: We're losing you again.
0: It's okay. And there's no more leagues. And, yes, the the goal is to have people schedule not competitive games, not say, oh, you can have easy games, that you're playing like-minded, like-sized schools and quality. So that at the end of the day, when the eight playoff teams are announced, those should be your eight best teams in right. each class.
3: So do you get the – I mean, you must get the sense that a lot of um, a lot of schools, especially the smaller ones that are stuck in leagues or maybe even large schools that are stuck in smaller leagues, like maybe a Newtown in the SWC, an NFA in the ECC, it seems like a lot of these schools have over the last 10 years have wanted more and more games against – they don't want to play the big schools in their league, and the and the big schools want to some of them want to play other like schools. Um, that that is that the sense that you get, and, and led to the genesis of this.
0: Oh, absolutely, because you know, look at Newtown from the SWC, and you know, good for them. You know, they had a pretty great win against Cheshire, and you know, you know, it's it's pretty it's, it's well known that they want they would go nine and one or ten and zero in the SWC, playing majority of you know, M's and S's and you know, maybe a couple L's, and then they get beat in the quarterfinals by an FCAC team or an SEC team. And, you know, that that resonated in their league. And and they're also their smaller schools didn't want to keep playing in Newtown. You right. know, and 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 we have to be very careful because I know in the SEC we have the same problem. We have three distinct, you know, tiers or whatever you want to call them, you know. But in the end, you know, we have to schedule our teams And they have to have a representative schedule in the sense of, you know, it's going to be competitive. It's not all easy. It's not all hard. You know, we kill each other, blah, blah, blah. But we have to be able to look around. This is a small state. And if NFA can go travel to Darien to play a football game, or they can go travel to, you know, Fairfield Prep to play a football game, then other teams could do it. And what happens is, is that we, you know, Connecticut's the land of steady habits. And here's my criticism is that there's a lot of people who have been in charge of leagues and stuff before me. And, there that they're not willing to change it's not hard what we're doing it you've said it all along district model right you can come up with scheduling the ultimate goal is to come up in that you know, 160 football teams or we ever have in the state can have some have good schedules and that everyone's on the same playing field and that they're you know yes yeah, some teams one year you're going to be good sometimes you know and that you shouldn't have to go nine and one to make the playoffs or you shouldn't have to go sick or if you happen to be you know a double l school you can go seven and three and make the playoffs because you're that good, and that's what ultimately we're trying to achieve here. And I think we're on a good track toward it. It's going to be hard because some leagues still can't get out of their way and still think that you know playing their league games are more important. But you know what? And I'm going to say this, you know, out of respect to the FCAC that may have may have the four best teams in the entire state, but but after that, I think it drops off a little bit. Right. You know, so some of those schools will never get to, and they're all a lot of them double L schools. They're not going to get to the playoffs, you know. Right. Uh, you know we have, a, you know, in the in the SEC we have seven, seven, and seven in each of the divisions, you know, M, L, and double L. So you know, some of our schools probably have a better shot of making the playoffs, you know, based on what they they play. But I think we have to, we all have to come to agreement. Was what are we trying to do? Are we trying to get the best teams to the playoffs? And if that, let's play the most competitive schedules. That's the goal. Right, I
3: mean, it seemed to me. I mean, yeah, the the, the CIC wants nothing to do with scheduling. That's always been a league thing, and they don't. Want, they never. They've always left it on, the ads and the, and the commissioners of the leagues' plate, basically. So is that kind of like how to well, do this? Because there's no way. So I've I've been kind of pushing for having. Because I, I look, I like all the, some of the rivalries, and I, and I think that there's never that much difference between. You know, some some of these schools, some of these schools are just football schools, and they can be S, they can be M. And I think Kyle believes in that too, Mm. Um, where you know an S team can beat a a, a double L team. But I think the just the trend has been is it's just like more schools are just like look, I'd rather just play schools that are my not only for that, but as you mentioned, like it's not fair for like let's say a St. Joseph to be playing all double L schools to get into an M tournament where, meanwhile, like Valley Regional Lime, you just got to play a bunch of S schools, and I think that's like where you're getting at. I like that. I like the idea.
1: Alright, well, thank you, Al Carbone, for joining us once again. Uh, guys, anything you took away from that interview? Alright, number one. I like Al. Al does the best
2: job of anybody in charge of a league in the whole state. I wish there were more Al's. Al Borland, great Al. You know, Al Bundy is a great Al. Al Carbone. Those are the Mount Rushmore of Al's. Now, I will say that you can't just make up a name for something that does not exist. Just because you agree to, you know, hey, this team's going to play this team, that's great. You don't, you don't get to name it. There's no <laughs> name. It's, just, it's a great thing. But great you have to thing. call it something. No, you don't. It's a non-conference game.
3: I think I, I'm kind of with you. I don't think this, as it stands now, require the name. I know, like, you have two set weeks for it, so I guess you, you know, but I don't think it's quite at name level yet. If you get more involved maybe you just take over scheduling for the you know in, in and divisions and that's fine create new stuff then then make your then call it a name yes i don't right think you needs it right now, right now you just,
2: have three leagues that hey oh let's play each other the yeah. alliance. no no not an alliance the alliance and by the way what they're Kyle doing is the evil empire <laughs> what they're doing <laughs> bum, 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 in terms bum, of getting bum, bum. playoff points at the right level that's what all non-conference games should be nobody the way this rule reads is that hey You can't go schedule blank tech for an easy win and expect to be rewarded for it. Nobody is doing that. If you schedule an out-of-league game, you want, hey, let's go play out-of-league and let's go test ourselves, hopefully test ourselves against someone else. I actually think Few
3: teams I, are doing
2: that. I don't think any playoff-bound teams are doing that.
3: No, not your traditional guys, but you had certain teams that you were like, sure, very few. I mean, I, to me, I'm not more about teams playoffs.
2: are penalized. Shelton is penalized for playing derby, and it's absolutely That's, ridiculous. Right, but that and should the be fact that that still is on the books is absolutely asinine.
3: Right, and then the fact that they're ha- they made a concession in this case, yes, yeah. totally means and they should they, make a concession. One hundred percent, because
2: now we're cherry picking. But my stance is everybody should do that. So, yes, they're on a great path. I'm very happy for them. I hope it becomes involved much more because Ansonia shouldn't be playing all these Waterbury teams because they're absolute trash games. Right. And they should be tested. And, unfortunately, a lot of times Ansonia doesn't want to go test itself. Now, if you tell their fans that, oh no, we'll play anywhere, anytime. Okay, well, then why doesn't it happen a little bit more? Because the head coach of the Ansonia Chargers says, well, we should play every. We don't even play every team in our league. Why should we go play elsewhere? And he's on the record of saying that. So you can't you can't have it both ways. And they really need to be going elsewhere. So I hope that the Naugatuck Valley League
3: and other leagues,
1: it would be great. Join for force. That would actually heck? be nice to It'd see the great. CCC in the team. It would great. be
3: great for football to have Ansonia play. The, remove the Waterbury schools from its schedule and then add a bunch of... Uh, 100%. Because you're not playing for a league title. No. So what's the point? I mean, they The Naugatuck Valley League still names a
2: champ, but... Just yeah. because it's convenient enough that it happens to be this team went undefeated this year. They right. just
1: well, they just give the trophy to Tom and they'll come get it whenever they don't win it. I mean that would, that away. got
3: that got ridiculous because you know they they would win it going away and then you know they would hold the trophy up and
1: it would look like you know it, was it
3: would like be a, like those it like was like a funeral pyre the, you know? the
2: mall pictures with Santa Claus the
1: yeah. fake smile. oh yeah.
3: It was like an urn. That's what I meant to say.
1: Not Ooh, a, pyre, a mall Santa photo. Yeah. I think I think, would ha- I think ha- the three of us need here, to go do that. But uh, by this, the way, this we need to get this on camera. This is what the
2: trophy looks like.
3: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but just to, to go back, there, remember the CSC? They totally created that league so they can play easy games. I mean, yeah, it wasn't well, like yeah, with tr- each other, and right? Then, and
2: then and then teams that didn't. Well, belong remember and Harding? Joining. Yes,
3: Harding went to the playoffs. Uh, they played a CTC schedule. They came out of and there and in. They went nine and one, and they played uh, Notre Dame in the first round. They got stomped at home. They got a home game out of that out of that schedule, and got stomped.
2: Anyway, I love Al. Yeah, keep up the good work. That was the only bone of contention I had was. Well, that and, of course, they're not tiers or divisions, which he did concede in the interview, whether that was in the cutout portion or whether
1: it was in the portion I <laughs> okay. actually got in the show. Right, well, okay, so thank you, Kyle, for outing us. And it took us three times to get the interview with Al Gowing. Well, right? listen,
2: Al's going <laughs> to listen back and tweet us say what happened to the other half of the interview. Yeah.
1: Well, he was, we, we can send <laughs> him the actual raw clips. We've got to have him in
2: person next time. Oh, yeah, yeah, we definitely. And then we'll, we, uh, Uncle Al and I will arm wrestle. Oh, I
1: would love to
3: see that.
2: We'll make it happen. I'll get in the gym. I'm
1: overdue. <laughs> um, other things, and, you know, just talking about that schedule and all those crossovers, and you know, there were a lot of lopsided games. I mean, it was nice to see all these teams go out and play teams in other conferences, but there really weren't that many close games. Can we talk about how abysmal the ECC was? Yeah, I do not want last to say that weeks? specifically. but Wait, I, don't I felt a... bad for Ledyard. They had to go all the way to uh, to, uh, to, to Benel. Yeah, and right. I actually caught him on the highway on the way back. Mm-hmm. I saw him on ninety five in West Haven, and they had to go another hour. After and they didn't try to run 30. you off the road. I, I, you know, actually, no, they <laughs> lost. How much? Yeah, yeah, I, they lost I, by over thirty. I, I think mean, that's a I, long I ride.
3: Think out of all this, like you know, you can sit there and go, "Wow, Newtown, beat on, up on Cheshire. What does that mean about Shelton?" And a, but I think the ECC's got to walk away from this, going like, "What the?"
2: I
1: think we have
3: a long way to go to get back into the grace of yes, this
1: state. But I think if Al. Gets what he wants in terms of like adding like in the in N V L or a CCC. So like, their the crossovers are more. That's equal. Al wants half of the NVL. maybe
3: not even that much. Right. Al wants Antonia. But, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> what I'm what I'm talking about is remember last year Fitch was undefeated. Yep. Massa comes in and just blows their doors off. Yep. Mike DeMoro from the Day of New London where it comes like, wow, this league is not good. You want know, talk about the you want to rip on the NVL a lot, but. The CCC did and then they lost a,
1: sh- and then they lost to Hamden six nothing.
3: Yeah, I mean the Fitch <laughs> goes in. Well, sorry, yeah, it was Fitch, right? Yep. Goes into Hamden, they didn't score a point. Yeah, against Hamden, which is you know they're still got a ways to go. Hamden, they yeah. lost to West Haven thirty three seven last week, and then you go down to like East East Lyme. Um, they, they're they in a barn burner with Pomp rock, which yeah. had been abysmal. Mm, I mean, yeah. they turned Pomp Rog around that fast? Monville. Ooh. I mean, it's great, good for Pomp Rog and, yeah. and Tony Pereira's done a great our fr- job. Our it. friend was there. Oh, there you go. Oh, team.
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, team would, team, uh, team uh, would, Jaffe. What did you think of the game, Mark?
2: I'm not going to. Awesome. I'm, I could have done an um, impression. Yeah, I'm not no. Going
1: looking, to. But looking at some of these scores, I, I mean, you're right. I mean, Lyman Hall beat Monfield 41 nothing. Lyman Hall was decent boys. last year. My my boys. Lyman Hall got. they me. were bad for the five years How prior. When week? was the last time Lyman Hall beat it by 40 points?
3: I couldn't tell you. I think it was 2010, maybe. But look at the last week. Who did they lose to the first week?
1: Uh, Lyman Hall lost yeah. to Branford. Right. I mean, Branford did a number on them, didn't they? And then Branford. Beat Stonington. Stonington by bite. yeah.
3: 8 to 2. Yeah, they didn't bring in the close. They didn't. Oh, wow. Wow, that was a cackle and a half. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, we're going to move on. Okay. Apparently, Brantford didn't bring in its uh, closer in the bottom Eight of the seventh two. there. That Eight is a two. great.
2: That's a beautiful, beautiful score. I Eight love to that. 8 2 is a great score. To me, safety should be so much worth, so much more than two <laughs> points. It should be worth at least four.
1: Reading it on my screen is so much funnier. Safeties are <clears throat> way
2: harder to get than field goals.
1: They are. Yeah, yeah. So why are they not scored? But you're—it's two points, and you're getting the ball. Good. I'm just saying, when you kick a field goal, you're getting three. If you but allow you're giving yourself to be
3: tackled in your own end zone, you should lose the game. You know what I love? I love when when everyone thinks it was a safety, but it wasn't.
1: Oh, like that, that was at the same time. There are Moore more. Game.
3: There are more like false safeties <laughs> scored in this state See, than. If, oh, oh. if
2: I were a referee, I'd be given safeties left and right. <laughs> If you're like, if your foot is on the goal line and you get tackled with the ball at the one, nah, safety.
3: Nah, it should be a safety. If you you get tackled and your foot is in the goal, (laughs) like seriously. Out.
1: What would, I I was actually watching, you know, being on the sidelines for the games, all all these refs, they all have different flag-throwing motions like the guy who throws it like really high. Well, hopefully on I like Al the referee get all the
2: referee boards together as well, well Yeah. universal. I universal like, referee training. As much as I like Lions, the, that's another thing we got get The into flag
1: guy who throws it really high in the air, it's very entertaining, but I really like, you know, the referee who's on the sideline and there's like a flag like all the way across the field just and he it. just winds up and he tries to get it as close as he can to where the flag is. It makes me laugh. You got to keep yourself entertained on these sidelines. Sometimes That's the only thing that you're looking
2: for at this point, right? Well, a just lot of for re- the record,
1: PA guys were a lot better at the games. Oh, than I, was I at meant this to week. say that as my
2: good, my boy Nickapria. We saw oh, him yeah? at the uh, at the at West Haven. That was the, the funniest game. thing ever.
3: Joe Morelli. We just stop for a minute. <laughs> oh. So we're all we're all singing, we're all singing Nickapria's praises and on Twitter and the, the Morelli, Joe Morelli of the Red, our our boy decides to chime in and he at Nickapria. Because up.
1: everybody's Twitter handles their full name. About. Right,
3: right. Apparently, that's how it works. Although, Nick Apria that we know, is actually Condors football because he coaches O'Brien Tech. So, some poor guy in uh, Long in, in Long Island Long decided Island. that he <laughs> rang him up. And, <laughs> An
2: emergency responder but from, from Long B- Island.
3: Right. And he emergency responded to this tweet and said, thanks a lot, guys. I appreciate it. I don't know anything about football, though. <laughs> Kudos to this guy for playing along. That was great. It was, <laughs> and then Nick
2: tweets me this morning. He, there was another Nick Capria that came forward after that. We're up to three Nick Caprias.
3: How many Nick Caprias we got on this place,
2: anyhow? Oh my god, we got half of an offensive line ready to go.
1: Oh my god, <laughs> that is a top performer of the week, Pete. Oh, speaking of the other top performers, thank you. That was a You're really welcome. nice segue. Great that was segue. that was perfect. Broadcast journalism. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna keep it a little shorter this time, um, and we're gonna okay. go through them quick. But a lot of five touchdown guys this week. Uh, Glastonbury's Drew Daniels only threw five passes, all for touchdowns, in Glastonbury's 40 to nothing win. New Britain's Sean Robinson continues to light up the scoreboard. He rushed for 228 yards and five touchdowns oh. in New Britain's win over Manchester. MSSA University classical quarterback Gets off the snide. Devin Hill threw for five touchdowns in a 49 nothing win over Lewis Mills. Terrence Bogan continues to run over opponents. Ran for 319 yards and four touchdowns. How about Terrence Bogan, huh? Terrence Bogan. I, I put thunder. his team
3: in on the top 20. Not top 20. It was just 25 players to watch everyone, not top 25. Yeah. Because it's impossible to do, but I put. That is hedging your just, bets as I've ever heard. <laughs> I put <laughs> I put uh, I put um, Jordan, Davis. Jordan Davis on there, and then Bogans were already rushed for like 700 yards in
1: two games. And he's only a junior, too. Yeah. No, hey, and, kudos, uh, man. And then uh, shout-out to defense, finally, for this one. uh Lucian Doobie made three interceptions in mm, uh, Plainfield's 13-7 win over Bacon Academy. Three interceptions, and if I read the story from the Norwich Bulletin correctly, they were all in the same quarter. Oh. That's got to be a state record. Yeah. I so, think yeah. so.
3: We'll have to
2: check Paging
1: they... Jerry DeSimus. Yep. Yeah. Well, we're definitely going to have Jerry on the podcast during wrestling. Um, that's just a little feature thing for the wrestling. Yeah, hopefully. We
2: can do a, a good old 90s WWF podcast. I am all in on that.
3: <laughs> um, <laughs> they should have high school varsity wrestling. As in we the can Jerry's bring
2: team. in Shelton's quarterback as the Jake the Snake segment. <laughs> we'll have Damien slithering around <laughs> the Ray, <laughs> M- Ray Curry <laughs> Memorial Table. The
3: Ray Memorial Table. We're
1: going to have to have Ray on, too. We have a whole list of No, guys. we can't have him. He died. No, Memorial no, no, no. table.
3: <laughs> he's he's, he he's just so he's alive lived. and well. <laughs> What's there's a good movie line in here, but I'm gonna continue. Um, I thought I I thought you were dead. No, it turns out I was just in Missouri. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, so we wanted to. We got an email. Uh, Sean got an email uh, earlier this week from a listener. Mm, this uh, is I don't the know first who it is. mailbag segment. This is email. well. Hold
3: on, so we got to do this. Letters.
1: We all got letters. Love letters. All, okay hashtag love um, letters so uh, a listener sent in you know uh an email to sean saying that you know what are the best places to watch games in this state and since sean's been around to a lot of them uh kyle more more than myself and and I my 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 list is not going to be good but uh what we're going to do is he he asked us well why don't you top 10 list top 10's a little long so we're going to do a top five we're going to do a draft um so we're going to you know, so no one takes each other's answers. There's no duplicate answers, so we get to kind of touch and talk about 15 different uh, places to watch games across the state. Uh, who wants? We'll do a snake draft. Kyle. Yeah. We're going to keep the same order. Kyle, Sean, Pete, Pete, Sean, Kyle, et okay. Can we? Can we handle that? Yeah, you know what's what wild
2: to do? me is that I don't work here, and yet I have to do everything first.
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> well, you're to the right of me. All right, you're up. <laughs> this is not an intersection. <laughs> I am the host of the show. I make the rules. Kyle, you go first. <laughs> Who is right. the number one overall pick in the first ever game time CT venue watching football thing?
2: All right. So, usually, I, know, for, for most of my life, I had been confined to the friendly fields of the Naugatuck Valley League. Um, but last year, I started to venture out a little bit more on actual Friday nights. Good for you. And um, I, I actually went twice. The first time I went to this particular field, they were playing West Haven. And. Uh, <laughs> Uh, there was a very loud, boisterous fan that I think I ended up getting in trouble somehow. Um, anyway, you, oh, I was at no. that game with yes. you. The atmosphere at Cheshire High School that night was a lot of fun. Like, if Cheshire's good, like really good, that stadium r- fills up and it gets loud in there. That student section is absolutely nuts. Um, I gotta, I, I gotta give, I gotta put Cheshire on this list. Yeah, as the, Cheshire's as a good choice. So Let's make mom. sure we
3: try and get the names right here. The Cheshire is the Rams. No. Oh, you no. mean the field? The field. Oh, <laughs> Sean, you're asking a that, lot.
2: That's not. Uh, oh. Dude, why are you
3: doing that? I got to put you on the spot, man. Well, you're drafting a field, man. You got to know its name. No, I'm drafting a, a, a
2: complex, venue. a venue. A venue. You're, yeah. you're almost
3: there. You're halfway there. It's the McLaren Complex. Oh, God, I don't know any of that. I didn't that's, even look it up.
2: All right, so Cheshire
1: goes first overall. Wow. Sean first with the second overall. pick.
3: Second pick. I got to go with my boys at the Surf Club. That mm. is the best place to I watch I
2: haven't been there yet. I need to go.
3: You need to go. I've been there for soccer. The only thing missing from the surf club are palm trees. And then in November, you know, that'd I'd be nice to look at and some clam, clam chatter. Go. No, I mean, look, I mean, the only problem with the surf club is there's one road in, one road out and it's kind of squeezed in there uh, between yeah. a golf course and Long Island Sound, but the Long Island Sound views are gorgeous. I love sun's Long Island going down, you know, when when it's a, you know, nice September day, it's there's no there's no venue better than it's it's just gorgeous there. And they just re- redid it. They did a whole pavilion. They're kind of going Fairfield County a little bit over Ooh. at uh, Madison. They're actually building a pavilion with a lot of donors, you know, uh, giving money to have their names on bricks and things like that. And it's a beautiful complex. Uh, I could, the only place I. Would want to watch a game.
1: Oh, I've only been to the Surf Club for uh, soccer, and it was really nice. I'm and just I mean, glad Kyle didn't
3: pick it. I mean, I'm glad he hasn't been there. I before. knew it was going to be your first. Oh, I mean, I mean, every I every even have every it August, it's like a rite of passage. Every August, I go to a scrimmage and I put a pic- picture on Instagram. I'm like, this is the greatest place ever, and that is a love letter. <laughs>
1: it is, is totally. Well you got a letters. Love letter. All right, Pete. What you got? All right, my first pick is going to be Newtown. Um, I just love the whole atmosphere. I've only been to Newtown for. I, when they played uh, Xavier in the playoffs a couple of years ago, when they play and when they played Brookfield, those and those games are always packed. And uh, so, like the atmosphere is always great. Like you mentioned about Cheshire, the fans are, are it's always packed. You get the um, the stands are on an incline, so like you come up, you take the stairs down onto the field, and their entrance when they run down the hill is one of the coolest entrances mm-hmm. in the state, I think. For they any emerge
3: team. from the pines there that ring the field. Yeah, very cool. Well, you know, you forgot the biggest part about that place is. Cover too. No, no,
2: I was thinking the same <laughs> thing.
3: No, the, well, I mean, closing the concession stand stand at Newtown High, Bloomgold Stadium. It oh, used to right. be named after Bruce Jenner. Yeah, but then he won enough, basically, you no know, nothing to do with uh, Newtown. Yeah, um, so they took the name off of it. Like, All right, well, that's the case. I'll say uh, you're evening. out. are
2: having to change the name later. <laughs> and uh, <laughs>
3: yeah, right, but so um, but their concession stand is probably the one of the best. Is it? Stands. I haven't see It's been see, a while. Pete, that is why I'm a little disappointed in your pick here because you didn't even know about that.
1: I haven't been to Newtown in a
3: they, long. They, they, for all you know, they might have pretzels there that are like.
1: I guess I got to go to Newtown. Dipped
3: in or. ambrosia.
1: Ooh, yeah, ambrosia, we like that. Wow. Ooh, all yeah. right. So now my pick is uh, the gods. I go again. I can't believe we're doing a snake draft. This is how a snake local draft football works. stadiums. It's, <laughs> it's unbelievable. I think we should. No, go ahead. Okay, what right? do you want to do? You deserve it. No, no, go. No, ahead. Well, how do you want to do it? No, no. We're I good. don't because I don't want people to repeat teams. Go repeat. Okay. Just go, Hamden. I and Wait, I, Sean, Sean has killed me on this before. Like Hamden High School. Hamden High School. I love the gigantic stands and with the hockey with the hockey uh, rink up top. Is that why? Because it's a hockey rink. Up no, top? because it's like right there. And if they were when they're good, if they're good. That place is filled out. That would be awesome. And I had this discussion with Paul Doyle earlier, and he agreed with me, can, so I'm can not we, that crazy. Can we,
3: let's talk about Hamden here for yes, a second. Yes, let's talk about Hamden. The people Fourth who built pick. the new complex, which was, I think, completed in two, 20, uh, 2003, they made the dumb decision to put the—when when they put a five-lane track around it, they also decided to put the pits, the jump pits, on the sides. So now you pushed— a fee, uh, the stands that it were once Wait, they right built up a against five it. lane track. Well, whatever it is, so Wait, six, six six lane six track. Yeah. Sorry, excuse me. I don't. <laughs> I was gonna say, oh, didn't you I run track in I high did school? Didn't did go over I didn't this? count the lanes. Nah, he just though. ran away. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. <count>. But when <laughs> they did that, then they pushed the field. Now you're like, you need binoculars if you're in the front row or in the back row, and then the whole field is offset. So if you sit in the middle of the stands, you're only sitting at the thirty yard line of one of the ends of the field. It is probably the worst place. To watch a football Absolutely! Game. Wow. Uh, wow! Wow! It is. A, it is. I, I, I'm a Hamden resident, as are you. Yep. Welcome to town, Pete. But Thank I've you. lived there for the last 13, 14 years. Yeah. And, get off my lawn! And yeah.
1: old man screams a cloud. <laughs>
3: from the moment that place opened, <laughs> the first of all, the 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 the, I, I, the turf was brutal. Well, yeah, they but they replaced that. Yeah, but they that. replaced that. But, that's the only reason. No, why. And there are no visitor stands. Not that they really need it.
1: No, because it's gigantic. I'm just saying when that place but, is filled out, which is only on
3: Thanksgiving. Because they bring all the – you know, I used to go there as a kid, watch the Thanksgiving Day game at the Green Bowl there in, like, the 80s, and you were right on top of the field. It was gra- – I mean, it was muddy. It was a great place to watch. And then they brought in the whatever contractors in there and the architect, and they decided to make it the worst.
1: Okay. Well, that's now, a that, bad now that you're done talking about my pick, right, you, you can make pick. your second pick. Oh,
3: man. Um, Too busy
2: bashing, not enough thinking. Yeah.
3: I'm gonna have to go with Richfield, ooh, ooh, Tiger Hollow. Ooh. That place is gorgeous. The only problem, yeah, Lancaster Field at Tiger Hollow in Richfield, it is idyllic. You have the uh, the the foothills of the Berkshires <laughs> sneaking into the distance. It's no you have to, It's very intimidating for for teams that walk in because they got to walk down, and it, you know, underneath the stands and everything, and then the, and then they come out and they and the the stands are like right above them, so all the fans are like looking down at them, like 20 feet above them, screaming and yelling and stuff like that. But as far as like you know, the atmosphere. I mean, I'm all about the scenery and, yeah. the, and the backdrop. That place is gorgeous. The only problem with it is they have no self service yeah. there. You would think it was in Montana, um, but other than that, it's, yeah. it's a it's very Tiger nice. Tiger Hollow is a great place.
2: Kyle, you're second. My former co- uh, former colleague Steve Barlow used to work in Montana. The newspaper up there played a lot of eight man football. Missoula? I don't know exactly where. I think Billings. So. It would be crazy distances to travel. Yeah. Um, my second pick is going to be a place that we all were a week and a half ago at St. Joe's. That, yeah. I, yeah. I love that they have moved that field back up to the top. It yep. Do- Dalling Field. Is yeah. Back up there. Um, not that there was anything wrong necessarily with the lower field. I mean, I think they had a little bit more maybe home bleacher space, but they didn't have hardly any away bleacher space down there. But – I know Sean and I were looking down uh, across the visitor side of the field at one point and you're now elevated. So you feel like you're, you're actually sort of in a stadium. Um, when, when you were on the old field, which is now used to look like for soccer and field hockey, yeah. maybe as sort of the backup field. You saw all the empty space around you, the baseball field, and the softball field and the yeah. school. And it just kind of felt like not really enclosed when you're up on the hill up there, you have the home bleachers, which are nice and tall. You have the away bleachers, and then you just see, like, a tree line, which is really neat. Yeah. Plus, we saw the the real tailgate heroes who get to back up into the basically into the end zone yeah right if there the were no net zone. there they could easily catch yeah. overthrown balls and kicks and um, the barstool seats and the bar stool seating right, right around there. the corner very cool really cool good student section to back it up um to me that goes into place our boy. to great yeah, our boy who doesn't know how to park um <laughs> student sections go into the experience for me when i am Absolutely. ranking stadiums and they had a really good one so they are uh, my number two selection, All right, and, you're and now I'll three. snake it back around. Yeah. And I actually did; I still do write a Sunday six column for uh, for the Republican American. I the one I did, I think two weeks ago, was the six best fields in the NBL mm-hmm. to watch from, and my number one uh, ranking on the list there was Nogatuck. And it was because, I know Sean was there on Thanksgiving. That is, if you get a lot of interest on Thanksgiving, and I don't remember how many people were at your game, um, but like a long time ago, you see some of the pictures of people just stacked on the hillside. That's great. The grandstand itself holds almost 2,000 people. Like, it's a very tall grandstand on the home side. They have decent home seating. But, I mean, if you get people on, on uh, on the hillside, it feels like people are watching on top of you. It just builds straight up. Um, you know, that student section, sometime, if they if they know their team is good, yeah. they really do get going. If they're not yeah. good, there's about 12 kids yeah. there.
1: <laughs> Speaking of Naugatuck, I was there uh, for the softball NBL finals yeah. this past year. And like, even their softball fields are really cool because they have like, the concession stand for football and softball kind That's of right meet here. And then like right field has like, a patio, like you can sit in like a yeah. patio seating in right field of the softball field. It's That's a beautiful, really cool.
2: beautiful complex. They rebuilt the whole thing. It, it opened fully in twenty fourteen, yeah. maybe fifteen. They had to let the field sit a little bit, but that turf field is good as well. No, game. that was my first
3: Thanksgiving Day game yeah. at Ansonia Nagato. Go figure. Right, um, yeah. that was and, my first one. And it was a really good atmosphere.
1: And uh, Sean, take us to your number. Three. Yeah,
3: I'm, I'm really, really uh, torn between my next pick here because going you, back down to Fairfield you, County. M- am I going to steal it? Well, you might steal. I'm not going to say what the other one was. But maybe I'm you should
2: I- make a draft pick trade with him
3: right you know i went with uh i went with uh new canaan east for hand but now i'm going to bring it back and go to dunning uh, stadium for new canaan uh you know people every time they go to that place they go oh i'm in fairfield county now <laughs> true
1: <laughs> like, you know kyle can... i went once <laughs> and it's time? like
3: you feel like you are not in the
2: same yeah, place where yeah. you the came first from. the
1: first time i ever went was uh when they played granite in the zach allen game and i remember looking i was like sean they have uh they have a, a video scoreboard, <laughs> right? I mean, <laughs> the, never seen that before. The
3: video scoreboard is relatively new, like within well, the last right. yeah. ten years. But it's a gorgeous one. They have replays and stuff. Mm. You know, you have uh, Bob. Uh, oh man, Vanderhoof. I forget his. I, I'm sorry, Bob, but he he's like one of the best announcers you will ever hear mm. at a game. He calls the game great. I think it's oh, ah shoot. I'm sorry Bob anyway um but that's uh that's a great atmosphere I mean and the fans are right on top of the field yep. you know I like that that setup they have the section for the for the kids and they have the section for the for the students I'm sorry for the for the uh, adults and then you have the other the visitor side and you, you come into a pavilion they have a nice little arch in a pavilion the only thing I really don't like about it the concessions could be a little bit maybe more maybe bigger yeah um, I never ever go up there because I know it's just going to be a hassle to get there. But other than that, you know the press box is spacious. It's mm. good for us, even though I'm never really there, though. Yeah. Um, and they do a really, really nice job. Um, and then plus you have the, you know, you have the nice, New Canaan, old the old, uh, you know, the, the water tower sitting up in the in the background. Yeah. It, it's a nice, nice atmosphere. it's Absolutely. right sits right. I mean, you want to talk about. Uh, fields that are right next to the school. It's like literally it, right next yeah. to it. Yeah. You can't miss It's a great one. place.
1: Yeah. Um so my third my third pick, um I think Sean might have had this on his list, but I, I don't know. I'm don't gonna know. take guess. uh North Haven. Um, they were a backup I pick for me. Here. Love going to games at North Haven. At Fields Van- name, Vantecor Fields. Ah, real yeah, that good. That one I know, and and the concessions are good. Sean and I had a competition, so you could eat more hot dogs during the spring ball this year. <laughs> and I won. Uh, I, I had two. I, <laughs> I almost died. No, I'm pretty sure you had four. All right, maybe you had four. <laughs> <laughs> four. All right. Maybe you I had like four. three and a half, and almost died at half. <laughs> five, but um, they're like they have know, good pretzels. They there. have very good pretzels. There you go. uh, and Kyle mentioned before, you know, fans play a big part in it. They always have good fans there. Uh, it's the grass field. It's kind of that old mm. school field. Definitely. Size. And then the biggest kicker is they have the band, and they have a very good band. No, 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 no. You know what? No, no, no. No, no. Okay. You know no, no, no. no. he's just like ripping no, apart. No, no, every no, no, no you don't have a good no, no, band. No, no, no,
3: the band is fine. But what it really makes that place. Think about it, and all in North Hayden, oh, the North Haven. Oh, the like, fire The, fire thank the you. firefighters. He's you
1: didn't let me continue. Uh, the firefighters right. out on the back end zone. But you said the band uh, was the best part. the band. Having a band. Look. Every school has a band. I'm with okay. the band. Okay. That's every not, school that's has a band. Mm-hmm. Not every school brings their band to football games.
3: And not every you know school brings the fire Yes, but
1: <laughs> schools have a lot easier. Schools probably have a lot easier time to get the band to go right, to yeah. a football game than right, that. Continue. Some Nor- stuff. No, that's yeah. it. North Haven's my third pick. Uh, I'm going to keep my fourth one short. Thank um, God. I like McMahon, uh, Brian McMahon. I like they got it at the back of the school. The lacrosse the football, stadium? The football, yes. They also have a football team, oh. by the way. Um, That's pretty funny. That was, <laughs> they have the big stands, nice press box, good concessions. I'm just killing all of Pete's and the picks the back, just to do and it. And the background on the away side is the. I'm assuming it was a newly renovated. I don't know what the year was, but the, like the renovated school, they have the nice little patio, kind of out, outdoor seating where I'm assuming the kids like eat lunch, but you can like watch the game from there. It's a That's really cool. nice setup they have That's there.
3: That's cool. If it, if you have a game being played at lunchtime, all the kids can no, watch. No, but
1: like. But fans can watch the game from there. While you're, they're having you're a You're the worst. You're the worst. You know that? You're <laughs> going to lose your fifth-round pick. Um, uh, Sean, back to you for fourth your fourth pick. pick. My fourth pick quick. is
3: going to be real real quick. Boyle Stadium, Stanford. That was going to be my one other than Dunning Field. Uh, Boyle Stadium. Robustelli Field at, at Boyle Stadium. Uh, you want to talk about throw that, thi- that thing has been open for almost 100 years now. Um, so much history there. You have the, the backdrop, the, the stone walls on the either side. Uh, the concessions aren't bad. They just built up another side of the press box, and they tore that old tiny little one down. Um, it's a great place to to even watch a state championship game. I know, like we you know we we kid the FCA guys saying like, look, stop mo- demanding you move our, your state championship games down to Boyle Stadium. But deep down, I really don't mind because I think that place is great, even in a snowstorm.
1: Uh, Fairfield mm-hmm. County people demanding things be done in their favor, shocker. Uh, Kyle, Ow. your fourth pick.
2: <laughs> Number four, I'm staying home. I'm uh, going up to good old Woodland because,
1: mm. um, again,
2: natural grass there, which is going to stay for a while. Plus, if you get – especially earlier in the season, you get a good sunset up there. That is, to me, as good a view as there is anywhere in, in high school football in Connecticut. Um, you look right down and that's another situation where it's perched up. So you look yeah. over the visiting bleachers. There is just trees. Yep. There's tennis courts and baseball fields down this softball field down there. You wouldn't know they were no. there because you see the tree line. There's a shooting range way off in the background. Sometimes you can hear it going during the game. Um, plus again, we have our guys from beacon hose who they bring up the rescue truck. And anytime there's a home touchdown, they're blaring off the siren and, and the horns and everything. And, um, you know it's been a long time since there's been a big crowd as there has been in a lot of these fields it's not like it's you know just there yeah but, um i remember the first game that i really really remember being at was the woodland seymour game in 2004 for the nvl championship there's 5,000 people it kind of ends up being like a horseshoe around the around the far end of the stadium where there's a hill that gets coated with people it's uh yeah, that's a sentimental pick. Yeah, no,
1: a, I mean, yeah. I've gone to games there, and, and as soon as you said Woodland, I was like, wait, you have to like take that long road well, up. Well, that's it. So yeah. you
2: mentioned, one of you two mentioned intimidating walk into places. I think yeah. a couple of these fields have it. There, if it's some, t- especially when Woodland was really good, Yeah, opponents walking all the way up the concrete track from their locker room and winding up the hill and seeing yeah. the lights and hearing the music – that's that was an intimidating walk, and a lot of teams just don't even choose to go
3: down to the locker room. They'll just hang out we'll in the end zone. Out, right yeah, you won't get many other. I mean, and Kyle brought it up. You won't get many other views that are as good as. What, no, yeah, it, it, it is one. Of, it is also one of my. It, it's like Vanicor Field, but mm. on a hill. You're right. Yeah. That's exactly because they have the so. they have the fire trucks, which yeah. I think is a great addition. I love that. The only thing about when I just wish the, the the stands were a little bit bigger. Yeah. I don't know if they changed them at all, but when there was a big game there, especially when they first got going with uh, Chris Anderson. It, it, it was it was an intimidating place to play. Yeah. Also, intimidating and beautiful.
1: Tempting
2: yeah, beautiful. That, that and is a nice, great place combo. and
1: windy. Kyle, what is your fifth and final pick in the first ever draft about stadium venues and places? Final, and I'm gonna
2: keep this short because I'm not happy about it. But I watched, I think, two games at Darien. That is actually a really Darien. cool setup because you have got like this. The school's right there. It creates like this giant brick wall yeah. behind the home side. It's almost like it makes it louder. And if you have an overfill crowd there, we went there for one game. It was Darian and we were there so for Darian Naugatuck together. With we Jason were Bradley. The well, we went game. to a regular season game. I Might know you St. were Saint Joe, there. or I don't know. It may, maybe it was Saint. G- it was someone, and I remember we I had to park. Up, I had to park in like a neighborhood. It was packed that day, and um. But just seeing people like kind of go up on, st- they were just I don't know how they were. Act- it was like they were attached to the school building. Yeah. yeah, it was really cool. And obviously the replay board and everything. Well, they added. Um, they
3: also added that pavilion there. Yeah, entrance. Yeah, it's oh.
2: it's it really is very it nice. Is really so, nice. And yeah. they can actually
3: in s- like McMahon, you can actually sit on the instead of sitting below, you can actually sit on top of the building, right. And look down and watch. It's the very field. oh, it's it's if very very there's mean. a
1: game during lunch, so they can watch. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. So if there's a game during lunch, they can. Watch. <laughs> Okay, Sean, you're up. Sean, <laughs> last one. fifth and final. Uh, my fifth and final one is going to be. Got to think fast I'm going to go with NFA. I like NFA's uh, feel. I like the the rustic old, you know, on cam- now you feel like you're on like a campus of higher learning at, at NFA. <laughs> you know, it's basically you know you talk about brick walls. I mean, you have you have buildings surrounding on a, either side. Um, yeah, I, I just like the way that that whole it, the whole thing set up. It's like cut into the. The hill that's in the on the I think it's the western end zone or sorry the eastern end zone, but uh, the buildings surrounding it are gorgeous. I mean the NFA has been around for hundreds of years. Um,
2: are you allowed back there yet?
3: I believe I am now. Very good for reasons yes. I wouldn't even bother getting into. But no, I was I was allowed in there last year. so that, that kind of quickly went by the board, but. Um, but I, I always enjoy going to <laughs> NFA. Just a reminder to bring your credentials. Now and, that I made you one. Right. Well, thank you very much because now they can look at that and question it. And it will look semi uh, instead of uh, me using my uh, fake it till you make it. My, my business card because they didn't like that last time <laughs> or the two times ago. So the, the second time I went there, I actually went out, came out in the field with staples. So it looked like I was part of it team. <laughs> So I didn't get hassled. <laughs> and then I quickly found the guy. I'm like, look, I'm with the, you know. I'm so. with the band.
1: Uh, yeah. I'm with the band.
3: <laughs> but, yeah. i I'm with uh, the NFA. Long crashing. story short, I almost got thrown out of there because I didn't have the right credentials. So the um, next year I went in with the tables. Do you That's know good. who n- I am?
1: I've never been to NFA, so maybe that'll be, uh, put that on the list. My final pick, and I'm just going to pick this for sentimental reasons. Bring it home. Bring well <laughs> not home for me, but one of the first teams that I, I got to cover uh when I was here. Van Wyfield at Gilbert is it's just bizarre. You it's got that grass. Is that why you're picking Yeah, I am bizarre. picking it. Okay. How bizarre. Uh it's got the grass field like you mentioned before. And the fact that it's got that old school like the press box is like Small and wooden and, like, you can't even barely sit <laughs> Someone's foot so is so, in the corner. And,
3: uh, <laughs> it's so bad it's good. Is no, that no, saying? it's
1: not so bad. But I the field's it. nice. They always had good fans. They have, Their student section is behind the end zone. Well, the one end zone where it can yeah, be. Yeah, I was going to say, tell us what <laughs> happens when someone kicks an extra point. <laughs> On the other end zone, I believe it's the south end zone, they have to uh, – they score a touchdown there. They have to walk all the way down the field to kick the extra point the other <laughs> way because if they didn't fall down the mountain, <laughs> I think that is – unbelievable I think that is so cool and look they play Saturday mornings there so I can think that kind of adds to it nice day Um, yeah so that's my I don't think either of you guys
3: had ever had the pleasure of taking uh, taking in a game at Quigley Stadium no well, why didn't you pick it? <laughs> because it doesn't exist anymore <laughs> as a football stadium. I was they did pick... the same exact thing. It was a baseball. It was like converted. Ba- it was like Oakland Coliseum. <laughs> no, you know, oh, for but right. but you all but you had to because the the left field fence was yeah. the other end zone, and they weren't going to have a like, you know, kicking it. So you had to walk on the other side of the field.
1: So, nice. anyway. Well, that's R. our R. first ever Cridley. draft. So, yeah. so thank you so much to the listener that sent that in. That was a lot of fun. Uh, what we're gonna do this week. Is we're going to uh, come out with another Google form, and we're going to ask um, you know the listeners to send in questions. We're going to uh, do a mailbag next week. Love letters. Love letters. <laughs> um, and we're going to take, be the, we're gonna, we're gonna take the best questions. We're going to take like, you know depending on how many we get submitted, we'll take and we'll uh, we'll ask questions. You can ask them specifically for people, for the whole group, whatever. We're just going to have fun with it. All right, Kyle, take us to the last <laughs> to the last segment of the, the day meat grinder the meat grinder looking ahead at next week what are games that jump out sean Well, i think there's only one yeah there is only they're one. really well <laughs> no <laughs> there's not only i one. think
3: there are two that immediately come to mind is th- uh sorry on friday shelton two and oh goes to fairfield prep mm-hmm. face doug harrison and two and oh jesuits and that's down at their place And over the last five years, you know, Shelton and Fairfield Prep have played some pretty good games, Mm. and there's always some sort of crazy thing that happens, whether it's an injury, I think, I don't remember, was somebody got hurt in one of the games, or I don't know, but uh, there's always something crazy that happens. Obviously, you know, with Xavier kind of being a little down, and I don't think Shelton plays hand, there aren't a lot of ton of games that are great on its schedule. So, uh, you know, this is obviously a big moment here. I mean, this is a lot of points involved here. And uh, we have Shelton, which looked a heck of a lot better last week against Xavier than it did against Cheshire, which. Shelton looked damn
2: good. I went to that game, and we only had to save for about a half.
3: Right. And Jack Karsh, you know, he, he had a rough first game. The car show. Right. <laughs> the car show. The car show and Jake the Snake. What a team. <laughs> what a team, man. I love it. But how about, you know, they just, you know, they're, they're defenses lights out i have not seen harrison play ever
2: your boy dan denay on the defensive side
3: yeah for shelton but i'm just i haven't seen harrison on prep play because he was a sophomore kind of burst on the scene late and then he missed Lowell last year so so far he's been doing well shelton's back on track a little bit the defense is playing great should be a little bit of a a meat grinder showdown
1: (laughs) right uh, what's the second game On Friday You mentioned that there were two that you were No before. the other game Well the other game
3: Would be Saturday Well, oh, Saturday I'm just yeah. scrolling down The, uh, the Friday um, list A
1: couple of things time. on Friday We uh, Sean and I talked off air About uh, Lyman Hall Playing against uh, East Haven Yeah big, be an interesting game. one uh, For uh, Scott And uh, The Yellow Jackets uh, Going in li- a li- Lyman Hall Coming off a big win Against Montville That We didn't expect them To lose to Brantford But obviously we were wrong On that And then Who's Sheen playing again? We were just <laughs> talking job. about this before. They're at Guilford. That was it. Sheen okay. at Guilford. Uh, Sheen's got a weird – not a weird, but they have a very interesting couple of games coming up. Guilford obviously is a is a interesting one. Then they have Fairfield Prep, who they played really well last year up until the final uh, quarter. coming. And that's Sheen. next week, right? That's next week, and then mm. the week after they have Joe Barlow. So that's an interesting three games. Yeah, for, Sheen's uh, got teams. a nice
3: three-game stretch here. We'll see yeah. what they're made of.
1: Um, um, Scott, any games over uh, – Scott, Kyle, any games over in the NVL. it's will yes right now. It's becoming a long episode. I might just end it. That's fine. Uh, Kyle, any games in the NVL that stand out?
2: I offer more than just the NVL. just so you know. He's getting out there. You I'm trying can't my... deny Any that. games that stand out for he you, went to Kyle, that you would because like to see? Because there's nothing good in the NBL. Um, I was going to go watch Cheshire at North Haven, then Cheshire decided to lose by 40, so I might not go there. Um, yeah. Your boys, Morgan at HK.
3: Ooh. I think Valley's playing uh, Cogenshaw. That's not as big a game as I thought it was going to be because Cogenshaw got beat. But Valley HK, at Cogginshaw Saturday at one. HK Ooh. two and zero. Your boys, my boys. Yeah, boys. Dalton Brown and you the guys. said you were going to go there last week. And well, then what happened, happened was, was
1: things
2: got.
3: Yeah, you you things got They their field got inundated by rain, mm. and they canceled. Put the game on Saturday night. They and didn't cancel whoa, whoa. it. What whoa. they do with it, Tron? They, they didn't it.
1: There it is.
3: <laughs> they canceled the game. That they pl- that were they canceled the Friday game, but they didn't they rescheduled it to sure, never Saturday. mind. Anyway, oh, speaking Saturday. No, no, no. Uh the but uh the other game I I North Brantford versus Brantford, they haven't played in yeah,
1: more, thirty years. Exciting. Thirty wow. something years now. That's crazy. God it was before Kyle and I were major
2: warm. snub on the Pete mascot list, Thunderbirds, who Pete picking the noises to be on that list above Thunderbirds. Oh, in our, in our magazine.
1: Uh, another one for Saturday. Before people we get, are killing
3: Pete about that.
2: Before
1: we get should. to the final, before we get to the big one on Saturday, uh, I know this one interests Sean and myself. Uh, Ram and Avon. Um Cal, Cal Redman mm. at, at Ram and uh, Henry, not going to try Ford. and pronounce his last name, the gigantic Sheringos, offensive lineman Sheringos. from Avon. Both made Sean's top, uh, not yeah. top, 25 players to watch list yeah. in Connecticut. So if you want to go out to them, they are not top. Saturday. They play. They're not. They're, they're player swap. Hedging bets. Uh, they're playing in Hebron, uh, Hebron on Saturday at one o'clock. And then what's the big one on Saturday, Sean? To wrap us up.
3: Uh, number one. Are we going St. to that? I am going. Down. I'm not. Definitely. I'm
1: going up to Hebron,
3: Sean. I'll see you there. We're, we're gonna go. We, we, Who's gonna? I will go hangages. early this time, so we can hit Dwayne Sheridan up. Dwayne, get the uh, get the barbecue ready. Kyle and I are going. We are going to be there with your guys. If we need, if you need us to bring anything, let us know. I make a
2: mean potato salad.
3: Right, if you need us to bring anything, we will definitely help you out. But we will be there. Just let me know what time you guys are rolling up. I'm assuming it's going to be at six o'clock in the morning. We'll, yeah, be, we'll there. be there that early. I well, <laughs> no, I won't be there that I'll early. Be,
1: Kyle, Kyle, you sure you don't want to come to Hebron with me? Yep.
3: But this is Darianne's big chance to just rip that number one trophy away—not trophy, but number one ranking away from Saint yeah, Joseph. Even Joe has said, "Look, they're the number one team until somebody beats them." I actually kind of actually kind of agree with that, even though I'm voting <coughs> Greenwich number one. <coughs> so, anyway, Greenwich.
1: Huh? Anyway, Greenwich, yeah, I've been voting Greenwich um, So that we we'll got, got a nice week. You got a nice week yeah. coming up. Um, we're all kind of all over the place. So make sure to stay with Game Time uh, CT throughout the week. We'll have some feature stories. Obviously, uh, Sean will have his audibles and uh, we'll have a ton of high school football coverage. This yeah. has been fun for the third week in a row. This was a little weird. We had our first interview, then it didn't go well. and uh, It's the last interview. Yeah, yeah, it might be. We'll work but, on those. Uh, thanks again to Al Carbone for jumping on with us. Thank you, Kyle, for coming in as well. Sean, thanks for being here, as always, for Pete. See you guys <laughs> next week. Bye. I I hate <laughs> you guys so much. You guys are the You're worst! So